everybody. Um, let's start. Um, oh, that looks a little weird to me. <laughs> That does look a little weird. Uh, yeah, guys, can we set it back? I don't know how to set it back. <laughs> All right, there we go. Um, let's start with um, what do we start with? Um, we have hashtag win, hashtag gratitude. Um, maybe something new or different. Um. Okay, this might feel random, but I'm back from India, so I guess we can do that. <laughs> uh, let's let's uh, a childhood memory, and I don't even know what I'll share. Uh, yeah, I guess new and a new and old. So, just got back from India, uh, and uh, uh, so my mom she doesn't cook that much anymore. We have a cook who comes to the house, and she does that. Although mom does oversee it. Mom has pretty much trained the cook um, over the year or so. So a lot of this stuff uh, does taste like mom's cooking, but it's not mom's cooking, and that's okay. Uh, but while I was there, she did cook um, something that's called Artega Halwa. Um, I'm not sure how to translate it. Arta is just flour. So it's a really simple recipe, really, really simple. Uh, made out of flour, flour and ghee, which is like clarified butter and sugar. So yeah, not that much going on in there. But oddly, growing up, it's the simplest of stuff that my mom cooked that I love the most. I do have a bit of a sweet tooth, so I did like this uh, artega halva, and um, uh, she would make custard, and I would eat whole bowlfuls. And um, yeah, so the the funny thing is that. Arigalva, uh, it's pretty rare. It's such a, it's such a, a simple dish that you don't really find it outside. You can't really find it in shops. Otherwise, if you go out, yeah, Indian sweet shops are quite a sight. Right? Anyway, they got lots of different varieties, good stuff. But Arigalva, you can't find it outside, so it'll just be what my mom cooks. And uh, not always, but sometimes when you cook it at home, it's not as as refined as in if you're not careful you can end up with like lumps in the flour but the odd thing is that that's what i like i like it i like it like that i like it lumpy so yeah that's uh you know kind of my childhood memory of uh, eating that eating uh when my mom cooked that uh cool let's have uh would love to hear from some of you anything that comes up for you anything you would like to share I have a memory um, from when I was young. I um, I grew up in San Diego, uh, California, so very, very close to the Mexican border and California. And I am a fourth generation Chinese American. So my grandmother was born in Seattle. So mm. I never really, and, and we, so we, you know, my family had lived in America the entire time. My parents were born in Seattle. And um, so when I was in kindergarten, I told everybody that I was Mexican because I was the only 
Asian, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the dark hair and, and dark skinned girl down there and everybody else I knew that was Mexican. So I went home and I told my mother, or actually I think what happened was the teacher called my mother because <laughs> it was kindergarten. I was probably five or six. And my mother said, oh my goodness, I'm going in to make wontons for the class tomorrow. <laughs> so it was just uh, <laughs> one of those identity crises. And I think I've always um, had just an interesting time, you know, dealing with with being American, with being female, and with um, you know being Asian in America, and having traveled and lived around the world as well, just kind of trying to find my find my spot. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thanks, thanks so much for sharing, Nabila. I think you were gonna uh, say something or share something. Yeah, uh, like uh, now Ramadan is going on, like uh, the fasting month that we yeah. uh, uh, do. So it's almost come to an end. So uh, when we were little children, uh, we used to live in a joint family. Like it was like one building and each floor uh, my uncle and aunties lived. So we had a like great childhood with our like cousins and all. So we had a like really big family. And uh, like during Ramadan, you know, when you break your fast, uh, like uh, throughout all day, you don't eat anything, you don't drink anything, but during like uh, when the sun goes down, you actually break your fast. So during that time, it was like really like good memories. Like every uh, in every uh, in our uncle and auntie's place, we would have something special and we would come to our grandfather's uh, house at the like in the bottom floor, uh, ground mm-hmm. floor. So we will all gather together and eat those iftar and it was a really great memory <laughs> yeah and also it will come up in like one or uh, three or four days so i'm missing yeah. that <laughs> uh, this all yeah. these festivities going on at home but you miss that when you're abroad yeah yeah that's true yeah so i moved to us in 1999 and i want to so holi and diwali they're the biggest celebrations uh, yeah. in India, uh, in our culture, Hinduism. Uh, uh, we have Muslims too. I actually did, uh, oddly enough, my uh, my dad had a Muslim colleague and one year he did Ramadan too uh, with him and we would hang out and and and, and uh, 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 join some of the evening parties when they break the fast um, uh, and so forth. Um, but yeah, I, I hope to someday again, yeah, celebrate Holi or Diwali back in India. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on. But one interesting tidbit. So some of you may know, um, um, I started dancing as well uh, when I, in the past few years, which is really odd for me. I was a really shy kid. Uh, but yeah, now I'm a, I've been in a dance group. And our dance group, it's uh, it's mostly Hindus, as far as I know. We're from South. Uh, the group is from South India. I'm from North India. Uh, but um, yeah, and it's called Chennai Beats, and Chennai is the name of a South Indian city. But we've been called to perform at an Eid celebration. So Thursday, we're going there, and they're gonna do the prayers, and then uh, I think while they're eating the food and partying, we'll do a dance performance. So I'm looking forward to that because I've never been part of a need celebration so that's exciting for me all right folks let's um let's talk about real power bi so there are just three things that i wanted to say um uh well uh first thing that i would like to say is that 
don't feel it's make or break. Rarely, I mean, not rarely, I'll say nothing is. Um, and I just came back from India and I was spending time, a lot of time with um, uh, my nieces there. And two of them started 10th grade in India. And 10th grade in India is a huge deal. It was when I was growing up and it still is. They have what we call board exams and it just, it's always scary. And at that time, to me, definitely felt make or break. I'm like, this is it. This is my whole career. This is my whole life and everything depends on it. Now, of course, when I look back, I just see that that was just completely silly. And the same thing with Real Power BI. It, it might feel like, oh my God, this is it. This is my shot at everything. That's not true at all, right? This is just, even if you look at the program itself, what the program has to offer, there's so much in there. Um, yeah, this is just one piece out of that. And of course, that's just a small bit of what's at your disposal, right? I mean, what you're able to do and, and the program is merely just guidance, right? So uh, there are lots of resources, lots of help. The universe is is working to help you. So, so yeah, it's not make or break. Don't feel it that way. Just, you know, try to enjoy the experience, see how that goes. So talking about that, let's talk about rules, uh, mostly from, uh, I mean, there are no, no, not really rules from, from your side, mostly the rules that we request the people who submit their projects follow. So let's go through that. So if we, uh, what's the best way? I think, uh, hold on, let me pull up. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the survey. So it might help if you read, just go to realpowerbi.com. That'll take you to this page. And it might help uh, you to read this, especially if you're, if you're, want to follow the idea that we came up with yesterday. I think it was Jeff who kind of suggested that or brought that to the group is that you could be promoting this too. This could be a great way to kind of reach out to your contacts and just say, hey, you know, I'm part of this group and we're doing this really cool thing uh, where we help other businesses uh, build Power BI dashboards and it's for free. Uh, it's got some rules, but yeah, see if it's a fit for you, right? So uh, and of course, if they ask questions, then you'll be um, in a better a better place to respond if you just go through it once. Uh, so let's just run through it. So yeah, so get Power BI dashboards built for free. There is an asterisk because yeah, it's not fit for everybody. So yeah, you know, if somebody's struggling, reports flying everywhere, right? This is pretty much the pre-Power BI world. And it's kind of hard to do it by yourself. That's what a lot of business users, business owners, they have their day jobs and they kind of treat it as a side project and just keeping a slow progress. But it's really frustrating. It's really hard. And they keep second guessing themselves. It's like, oh man, am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? And there's no reason that they should be going through all of this. And there's help, right? So that's where we come in, get free help. We're going to come in, we're going to, guide you in selecting and scoping the right project. We're going to work with you. We're going to build a dashboard. Uh, and of course, uh, well, so there's some testimonials here, some examples here. Uh, and then the 
FAQ and the big question is why is it free? Now I'll admit that we have responded to it differently in the past. Um, we moved away from that. I think it's 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 a good move. So um, oh actually yeah so earlier what we used to say was that oh these people are part of this pro plus program and da da I try to explain the whole thing. But it was just too much. And what happened was that um, people thought that these are like trainees and so forth. And I don't think that's relevant, right? So because again, I mean, for one, uh, uh, some of our members, <laughs> they're really good at Power BI. And really, it's not about that. I mean, you know me in the pyramid theory. Like, I mean, as long as you're working with a business who's a few steps below you, it's you're their guide, right? You're going to guide them further up so so yeah so i think it's simpler i think it is simpler and so we have we said that yeah this is our way to give back to the community right um but then there are some uh limitations right so uh it is application based right so you know i mean you apply and then we usually we are able to what what i say is that if you submit a good quality projects you have a very high chance of being matched you will see some of the uh, things that were submitted. Now, Robert does a good job usually of, you know, cleaning those up and, and moving them off to the side. But yeah, I'm always surprised. I'm like, dude, you, you know, filling out an application. Why don't you just take five minutes and put in some details? So yeah, so good quality projects have a good chance, but it is application-based and not everything may be selected. It is time-based too. So the actual engagement should last between four to six weeks um and well yeah i mean it's it's it's, it's different right so um so that's that uh, some more details about how it works uh some other questions that we have often asked like oh but my data is sensitive uh well so well yeah this is just going to be like a real engagement we can sign an nda if you want we have our nda template of course in a program you guys can use the client can provide either one is good um, um, yeah, yeah. Sometimes some of these are presented on YouTube, but you know, only if they approve and after sensitive data is removed. Um, and so just some general stuff here. Um, yeah, you can go through that. I won't go through all of it, but let's go through the rules. Let's see for business users. Let's see if I can pull that up. So when they apply, so they apply through the Real Power BI page. They go here and they apply. Now this one is simple, first name and email. But once they fill that, then they do the full project survey, which is here. Uh, let's see. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they just say that, yep, I understand what this is and so forth, right? Uh, and then these are the qualifying questions. Generally, we want them to be answering yes to all of these. Um, so uh, are they the main person? And, and you know, it may be hard to read the bottom part, but, you know, we, we provide the guidance. Like, yeah, it's best that this form be filled by the main person we're interacting with, right? They're going to be in the best position to answer these questions. So we want them to be the main person. Uh, we want this project to be for their 
own company or organization, we don't really like when IT submits and say, oh yeah, you know, this other group asked us to build this report and we're gonna ask you to give us free help to Real Power BI. That's generally too convoluted for Real Power BI. They can hire us for paid engagement. That's simpler, right? Uh, we, we'll work with that, but for Real Power BI is just too much because again, because of the compressed time frame, there's no time to have those multiple stakeholders involved. And of course, we've had paid consultants submit stuff in Real Power BI and say, yeah, yeah, I have this client and I'm struggling. I can't do this on my own. It's like, dude, I mean, you're being paid, pay us, right? So, so yeah, so, uh, uh, so yeah, so we say, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's for business teams, otherwise consider paid uh, projects, paid consulting. Uh, either you are a business leader or you have approval from a business leader, that kind of makes sense. Uh, uh, and, and yeah, and, and you're not expecting us to boil the ocean. It's going to be a scoped engagement and we're going to work together to define that scope. Something that fits in a four to five week engagement on a part-time basis. So yeah, none of you are expected to work 40 hour or God forbid 60 hour weeks on this. No, it's going to be a few hours each week, right? Um, and generally we prefer new Power BI projects. Sometimes we do say, hey, here's my model, fix it. And if, well, all of us know that's just much harder. That's much harder. Even I avoid as much as I can uh, starting on those projects. If I'm starting with a client, I'm like, no, 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 let's find something else. Because yeah, it's just too hard. Uh, in the starting, we should be going for the low hanging fruit. So uh, generally we prefer that. Uh, and of course we want them to be able to spend time one to two hours each week. And this one is an optional question. So this one doesn't disqualify them, but we just ask them that, hey, if you do get amazing results, would you be open to continue to work on a paid basis? And it's just, yeah, good FII, right? So um, these are the rules. And of course, um, uh, you got, you guys have uh, the whole training, Real Power BI. You've gone through that. Um, just go through it again if you uh, were here last year and want to participate this year. Uh, it does, doesn't hurt. Just glance through some of the stuff, at least FAQ. Um, and some of you have already uh, applied. The applications opened, I think, last night or this morning. And um, some of you, I, I see Robert has been connecting. So the way it works is that, so the users go through the survey, they submit it, it shows up on this board. Um, uh, Robert does screen some of these. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, and then you go in here, you select your project, assign it to yourself uh, like this. And then Robert picks it up, introduces you to the to the client uh, via an email and then moves the card <coughs> over here. Yeah, so yeah, that's Bobby, what's going I, on. Mm -hmm. I moved myself over. Oh, um, so, yeah. Have you been connected over an email? No. Okay, so yeah, that's the, so I, I'll just give a sorry, heads up. Sorry, I saw all Robert. the ones with dots had been moved over so I can move myself back. Mm, yeah, you can leave it there. I mean, Robert will most likely pick it up. So what happens in one, once you assign it, we get an email saying, yeah. oh, this person assigned themselves to this project. That is that is what Robert is acting upon. Um, yeah. So yeah, it should be okay, yeah. But um, but yeah, so that, that's what to expect. Once you, once you assign, uh, 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 it generates an automatic email to Robert, to us, and then Robert says, oh, cool, okay, then I'll, I'll connect uh, 
them to real clients. So yeah, that's look for that email. Um, yeah, so all good here. I was going to say, yeah, so, so I talked about the rules. So folks, you might see people who said yes to something here, but then it's not really true. It happens, right? I mean, what are you going to do? So, um, you might see somebody who is a paid consultant and they're like, oh, do this project for my client. And, um, yeah, I mean, feel empowered to just say no, right? And and just, no, you don't have to say no, but just guide them back to us or, or tell them that, hey, um, this is not a good fit for Real Power BI. And either you can offer to work with them on a paid engagement or just send them back to our site. You say, hey, just go to learnpowerbi.com contact us and you can reach out to Avi for paid consulting. So if they come through us, then we'll look at the project and then connect uh, them with um, one of the Pro Plus members, right? Um, and again, or you can you can offer that to themselves. If you like that person, the project, if there is a, a match, you feel energy match, that's what I look for these days, <laughs> right? Then you can say, hey, this isn't a good fit for Real Power BI. Um, uh, and uh, uh, it doesn't quite fit into what we're looking for. I'm open to a paid engagement. We can discuss that if you like. Uh, or or you can say, yeah, this isn't a good fit. If you are open to paid engagement, then just reach out to Avi. Um, and yeah. And then, uh, so if, if something like that happens, if they break one of the roles, or let's say they don't have approval from business leader, this has happened too. They're like, yeah, let's just do it down low. Like, I don't want to tell anybody. They have asked me to do this project, but I need some help. And yeah, let's just, shh, you know. And like, dude, we're not gonna, we're not gonna work like that, right? Uh, uh, hire us, and you know. So, uh, so yeah. So for the for that one, you can turn the project down. And for that, what we do is just, and again, the 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 training has the instructions. Uh, I think they have FAQ, like what happens if. Uh, yeah, if what happens when a client doesn't respond or what happens if, um, uh, yeah, uh, what happens if the client did not answer one of the real power BI qualifying questions truthfully. So again, you don't have to remember all this stuff. It's all there in FAQ, but it's pretty simple. Basically, you reach out back to us saying, hey, this product didn't work because the client didn't respond or they didn't really have approval. And then we move it uh you know, I think Robert moves it to here and then you can select another project and we repeat the cycle again. And guys, sometimes I realize that it is a bit hit or miss. Uh, and that's OK. And I'll tell you why in a second. Um, um, but yeah, uh, actually, let's let's talk about that. So uh, so folks, sometimes it can feel frustrating. And we've had members who it felt like they were <laughs> directing their anger at us. And I'm okay with that. It's it's okay, uh, right? It's like, oh, me, I mean, yeah, these guys didn't even have approval or oh, it's my third project. Like, so they so they tried, they connected to one person, it didn't work out. They connected to another person, didn't work out. And they connected to the third project. And then they were like, so they, yeah, it seemed uh, a bit frustrating, but, I and and it's okay if you feel angry, if you feel direct anger at us, we're used to it by now. <laughs> Robert and I have seen that, and 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 we're okay. We can still hold good energy for you in our heart. 
right? So, um, um, but what I feel is that if you go that route, I think you're missing out. You're missing out because, you know, when we call it real Power BI, we mean it, right? So if you're going through those kind of cycles, maybe that's what you need. And I, I believe in that. It may sound silly, but the universe always gives you what you need. You know, it's uh, so maybe you do need that experience of qualifying projects. And it's a very valuable experience. It's extremely valuable to be able to pick up something, explore a little bit, not right away, but like how far do you go before you say, no, nah, this is not for me. This is not a good fit. This doesn't work. And, and you pass it on or you move on or something, right? That's a great experience. So if you trust in that, then you'll be open to the lesson that the universe is trying to impart to you. Otherwise, you'll be too caught up in your emotions and frustrations. Oh, it's not working and oh, it's real Barbie eyes thing is crap, right? So, so yeah, so, so, so um, uh, a bit of a side story, but um, uh, my mo mom and I, we went to uh, a nearby city. So we, we live in Delhi and we went to the city of Dehradun. We explored some old age homes, senior homes, and we just stayed for two days, three days. And it was kind of a mixed experience. And um, and now uh, mom is getting ready to uh, to go to one of those uh, senior homes um, in the month of May. And she's very anxious. She's nervous. And of course, I mean, she has a history of um, depression and mental health issues for 40 plus years. So all of that is going on too. And it's challenging. But what I have been saying to mom is that um, either way, so she's very concerned that is this going to work out or is it not going to work out? And I think that's how we often see things, right? We we want to see things in black and white, good or bad, success or failure. But what I said to mom was that um, either way, there's going to be lots to learn. And um, uh, I don't quite have... Uh, uh, the 13 principles uh, to govern life like Rob does. <laughs> but uh, when mom and I did this stay, the senior homes, um, I came up with five and I'm not going to share them now, uh, maybe on a different forum. But yeah, it was it was mind blowing because we stayed at the first place and we came up with three and that felt like, whoa, man, now we know what we're looking for. Right. It was just amazing. And it's and in, in one way, it's obvious. But sometimes what's obvious, what's closest to us is the is the thing that's hardest to see, isn't it? So, yeah. So once we had it, like, oh, my God, yeah, why aren't we thinking about it this way? So mom and I are discussing, like, oh, yeah, these three things, and that's what's important. And then we go to another place, <laughs> and uh, that's the place she's going back to. And uh, But as it turns out, she had a complete... Uh, well, not a complete breakdown, but uh, she had a she had an episode. I don't know what to call it, but yeah, she she got really she was crying hysterically and all that sort of stuff. And um, it did create a bit of a scene in the place, too. Um, but that gave us two more items on there. So now we have a list of five and and mom and I were really excited discussing that on the way back. So we learned something. Right. So I think if you suspend the labeling, 
so much becomes possible. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's just shocking. And of course, I don't have to go far to 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 give you some examples of that. So if we if we go back to the rules here, and by the way, guys, this is I'm not just talking about real Power BI, right? Again, real Power BI. The word real is 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 uh, uh, is isn't is powerful there because a lot of these lessons are going to apply to your consulting it's not just this micro world of real power bi whatever you go through maybe that's what you need to learn for your own consulting journey and of course it's not really about consulting journey either this is about creating a life by design so those principles they're not just just for there they may apply uh, broader too so um so one of the rules here is that um, actually is <laughs> not a rule, but it, it's not a rule. It, it's not a survey question because I think it's obvious, which is that you would give us access to your data. It's so it's not even a question. I think that would be a silly question. It's like, hey, I mean, for us to build your dashboard, you you know, are you going to provide us access to your data? Yes or no? And so it's not a question there. But that happened with one of our members, Purni. I can't even imagine what the person was thinking. I don't know, actually. They wanted some help, but they were not sure. And then they started talking to Purni and they're like, oh, ouch, my data is sensitive and not really. And I can't give you access. And NDA is going to take too long. I've seen that. And again, I've seen that in real world. It's like people, yeah, yeah, that's going to be a lot of work. So, um, uh, so, and again, sometimes you can fit that in in a paid engagement because you have time. But Real Power BI is like, you know, hey, let's wrap it up in a month. So Pony did something unbelievable. And again, if, if Pony or any of you come back to us and say, hey, Avi, this project doesn't work. Uh, can I look through the other projects and select another one? We would be absolutely okay. And we would go back to the person and respond to them saying, hey, da da da, didn't work, something like that, right? That would be okay. And Pony could have done that. But she did something. It still blows me when I think about it. She created a dummy data set for them. She said, yeah, I don't know. She asked them or maybe they did a screen share. Like, show me, just show me. Don't give me your data. Just show me what it looks like. She created a dummy data set. That was work. But the advantage was that when you work with a client, I've worked with a lot of clients and you guys will work through Real Power BI and other clients. Um, there's a client that I mentioned yesterday, a sales client, and I did something really cool. The sales attribution model, I think is mind blowing. And I would love to share it with the world. Of course, <laughs> you know me, I need to follow my own advice. Don't just do good work, do good work, tell great stories. And I want to do that. But one of the, I don't want to call it a big hurdle, but it is a hurdle, which is to, to create that dummy anonymized data set. And Puni had it from the get go. So whatever she built, <laughs> it was automatically cleared for her to present. Right? She didn't even need clearance from the client. So that was the advantage, right? And then uh, another question which we do ask, which is that, hey, are you a business leader or do you have approval from your business leader? And Gavin, Gavin Sharp, he ran into a project where the person didn't have approval. And I think Gavin was initially a little frustrated and so forth. But he kind of persevered. And again, it's absolutely okay uh, for, for you to come back to us. If this happens, for you to come back to us, reject the project and say, hey, yeah, this doesn't fit in real Power BI. But Gavin 
did something different. He kept talking to them and he convinced them to have Gavin speak to the, the management, their manager. And then uh, Gavin had conversations with the manager, talked about Power BI, uh, and kind of did get an approval for a project, did a project, blew them away. And uh, Gavin is, of course, based in Australia. And uh, my understanding is that Gavin is going to be uh, visiting their client, who's a real Power BI client, who's based in Germany, who he went on to start working on a paid basis, uh, right? So they hired him after the real Power BI. And he's going to be paying them a visit in Germany. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. So, so I think sometimes when we suspend labeling, a lot of interesting stuff is possible. So again, I mean, totally your call. And I'll say trust your energy. If you see that, oh, they're not really following the rules of Real Power BI, um, then it, it's okay to say no. Um, yeah, trust <laughs> your trust your energy in that, um, and we'll support you. But yeah, don't. Don't let it frustrate you. It's like, ah, oh, you know, so uh, let's see. Some of the things that we've heard are like people get frustrated when um, a client doesn't respond. That might happen, but that might happen in the real world too. And we have our follow-up process and, and uh, you know, yeah, you get to exercise that. Uh, sometimes NDA or contract, that can be kind of challenging. Uh, sometimes people get frustrated. like, oh, I worked on this, but I can't demo it to others. Well, find a way. Right. I mean, dummy up the data set, change the company name, change the industry. I mean, that's what I do when it's really sensitive. I work for um, uh, like uh, like the defense industries and boy, I can't even say that. Oh, I did this project for defense. I can't say that. So I change the industry. I take their data and yes, oh, this is the whatever cosmetics industry, you know, so. So, yeah. So if you're like, oh, oh we did this project, cannot do a demo, find a way. And uh, some some people have uh, uh, one example was that oh their data is in Azure and we're having trouble getting access. That one is a simple one though, by the way. Um, uh, export the data, <laughs> and I I still do that with a real client too. I'm like, why would we spend a month, three months, six months trying to figure out how to connect to the data source? I would never do that. I'm like. And what's the point? You spend six months trying to connect to the data source, and then you build something which nobody likes. Why not do the run now? Export the data, build it, show it to people, and let them go, whoa, that's amazing. And then you know that, oh, cool, there's value. Let's Now let's take time to connect to the data set. All right, cool. So let's um, uh, kind of recap. I think I wandered all over, so I'll recap the best that I can. Um, for one, it's not make or break. Don't feel it that way. The Pro Plus program itself has a lot to offer. And my friend, you have a lot to offer to yourself. Oh, you have so much. All right. So, um, yeah, it's just one piece. Uh, try to go for it. Enjoy the experience. Um, and as you go through, just familiarize yourself with kind of the rules. And the, if you've gone through the real Power BI training, you already are. Rules from their side, which is like, yeah, you know, they have to have approval and so forth. And if it's not in line, feel empowered to say no, redirect them back to us. And again, the FAQ has guidance on how you do that. It's really simple, really straightforward. Just an email, you write to them and us, um, write to them CCing us. Um, but in, in, in general, uh, and again, it's it applies to Real Power BI, but it applies to consulting, it applies to life as well. 
um, I've been working on this too, which is just this idea of suspending the labeling. If we just suspend it for a little bit, right? And, and, a, and a good way to do that for me, I feel, is that the whole mindset journey and so forth, the center journey, uh, questions are your friend. So you're like, oh, this is so bad. Why is this happening? All that sort of stuff. And um, it was just planned a question. It's like, ooh, what, what, if, what if there's something good that's in there? What if? Ooh, that question. Right? So that really helps to drive that wedge in and get you out of that one track thinking. So yeah, if you suspend the labeling, good, bad, success, failure, ooh, what are you going to find? Something cool. Um, all right, folks. So that's... Uh, all I got to say about Real Power BI, uh, uh, you know, I have to get better at keeping an eye on chat. Mm. Yeah, is uh, Thomas is sending, seconding that. Um, so Thomas is saying, I had such a situation of fixing an existing model last year. It was horrible. Uh, when I work with a client, yeah, I, I try my darn best. If they show me a model, I... Um, I sometimes say that depending on it, it, what stage they're in, if they are uh, like somewhat new, I'll say that, hey, I can fix this model for you, but it'll take me longer. Will be faster if I start start over. Would you be okay with that? And then sometimes I can say more. I can say that, hey, if you build a new model, it'll be based on best practices. It's going to be more scalable. It not just, it's not just going to be better now. It's going to be better six months from now, a year from now, when you come back and need to add something to your model yourself. It's going to make it easier. So I sell it as much as you can. And sometimes they're like, yeah, it's okay. Start over. There's not much. Or I ask for like a different project. I'll say, hey, what else is there? Like, so they're saying, oh, I'll be update this sales report, BBIX. I'm like, mm, what else? Like, what other projects you've considered? And of course, a lot of it, um, some not a lot of it, some of it, I'm planting the seeds. I love that word. Um, who used that? Eamon used that when he was talking about retainer. Uh, I, I plant this uh, almost right away. In the first meetings, I talk about or mention Agile BI, uh, the agile approach. Um, I talk about my shining beacon project, which is just a fancy word for low hanging fruit, right? <laughs> you know, um, but I like it. I like the fancy words. So right, it's a shining beacon project. And it's like, oh, you look for something which is hard in the current world, easy in the new world, and is really important, really relevant, right? Um, so I have talked about that in the, usually in the initial meeting, the first meeting. So they know all that. And and uh, so I just, you know, I can remind them of that. It's like, yeah, you know, ideally the first project, we're looking for something that's hard in the current world, but easy in the new world. And taking an existing model is actually not that easy. So um, can we start something new? Uh, cool. Any any questions, any thoughts on Real Power BI? Um, how do you share your work? when you're working on like every week, how do you share it with the client? Like, uh, do you yeah. send the PBIX file or do you just share in powerbi.com and they have a license to say it? Great question. So the way I like to do it is I just do it via a shared folder. I usually set it up on my OneDrive, but I, uh, but I ask the client. Usually, so usually when you're doing the first meeting, that's when we're, trying to work those things out. So when I'm doing the first meeting, I'm trying to figure out the meeting cadence. Um, 
Uh, right, so I would meet them, let's say it's like, oh, hey, when can we meet? And they'll say, oh, April, how is April 25th? I'm like, awesome. But then on April 25th, we'll meet and I'll say, well, we should be meeting every week. So what time does it work for you every week? And they might say, oh, Monday is three o'clock, whatever, something like that. So I get that. And then I'll talk about file sharing and I'll say, hey, I can set up a shared folder or you can provide me a link. Up to you. Either one is fine by me. And uh, so sometimes clients would say, yeah, we'll send you a link. And I'm like, cool. Or they'll say, yeah, sure, Avi, send me a link. So then I'll just do, you know, right click shared folder. I use OneDrive um, or they'll send me a link. And yeah, so now we have a shared folder. And of course, right in the first meeting, I'll ask them that once the shared folder is set up that, uh, so usually on the first meeting, we're doing screen sharing. They're showing, showing me their data and so forth. Uh, so then I'll say, okay, shared folder done. Uh, like I'll, I'll say next thing, hey, who's setting up the shared folder? Okay, I am, cool. Maybe I'll send them the link right away in the meeting itself. And then uh, I'll say that, hey, um, can you upload, start uploading the data files there? So, and again, because of that reason, I'm rarely connecting directly to their data source, even if it's easy for them to connect to the data source, even if it's just like a simple SQL server or something, because that makes it a little tricky, right? I mean, like, yeah, he, my client can connect to the SQL data source, but then how do I connect to it? Well, so again, we, I, I, I really think real, at least for real Power BI, I think the simplest, fastest way is to have them export data, no matter what their data source is. So they export the data, put it in the shared folder. So I'll ask for that, and then I'm up and running, right? Then I have their data uh, in there. I'll connect my Power BI file to that, and then um, uh, build the model, upload it back to the same folder and uh, send them emails and hey you know here here it is uh, and of course i do love videos i think Eamon has talked a lot about that uh charles charles elwood i know he uses that quite a bit too he's a former pro plus member uh yeah so what i love doing is so uh, so let's say we met on 18th and then we're meeting again on 24th um, i'll work they'll send me the data i'll do a mini model and then I'll record a short video, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes. Like, hey, this is what I did. I pulled the data in. I got these measures going. I cleaned it up a little bit. I have these uh, uh, basic visuals. And yeah, so let's check in on 24th and go from there. So uh, so yeah, and and I can upload the, the video itself on the shared folder. Um, yeah, I think I do that sometimes. Um, oh, man, I feel like there was something else there. Uh, I'll come back to me, but but yeah, so short answer. Yep, shared folder, either set up by you or them. That's the simplest way. That's a great way to get started. And I really think so. Yeah, real Power BI, that's a great way to do it. Even for a real project, when we are starting out, uh, initially, I'll, I'll, I may use the same approach. Uh, yeah, Thomas, go ahead. Uh, do we share the PBX file with them or should we upload it to powerbi.com or what, what, what was the best yeah. approach? I, for me, it's been simplest to share the PBIX file. Uh, Barbia.com gets a little tricky. Uh, maybe that's just me because I'm dealing with um, uh, people and companies who are kind of just starting out. So often, sometimes the licensing and stuff isn't in place or I can't mm -hmm. count on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, even if the person that I'm working with, like my designated contact, uh, even they may have a license, but others won't and so forth. So, so yeah, so... 
so I just I just shared folder. I put the PBX file up there and they can open it. I can open it and so forth. Um, okay. A few thoughts there. Uh, so of course, um, it has happened that some some people in real Power BI and even in a real engagement, they would hold off on the PBIX. Because PBIX is like source code. Now, I'm never really been a developer, but <laughs> you know, I, I think I get the concept. So it's like the source code. Like you can give somebody um, like an app and they're like, oh, this is awesome. But man, source code is often a lot more valuable. And it is right. So the uh, so, but I don't know. I really haven't operated that way. I think Ian is kind of exploring that. That idea is at least uh, like selling your reports as a service, where you don't give them access to PBIX. They never would get access to the PBIX. They would never know how is it that you connect to the data sources, clean the data, how you define the measure. All they get access to is the visuals, but that's a whole other ball game. Frankly, it's it's I, I have never done that in a real engagement itself, um, let alone real Power BI. Real Power BI is is even more compressed. I think it's simplest. Just, yeah. So and again, with all of my clients, I just give them uh, the PBIX. I'm not concerned about. Yeah, that's how I operate. I have uh, one, one more question. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I'm I'm just locked to Trello. Is that uh, list of projects uh, finished, or are you expecting some some additional projects to be added? Uh, so the the best way we have figured out to run this is uh, the business <clears throat> users have a two week window to submit projects, and Pro Plus members have a two week window to select projects, and 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 the the best way we figured out is that if it overlaps by a week. So the business users started submitting projects on Monday, April 10th, and they will continue submitting projects uh, uh, until Friday, April 21. Now it's always hard to say like how many are gonna come in in the uh, mm -hmm. remaining days, but but yeah, so the window for them to submit projects is till the end of this week. And of course, um, uh, the Pro Plus pro, uh, members have till the end of next week to select a project. So, so yeah, there's an overlap. Uh, okay. So yeah, so there might be new ones coming till the end of this week. Okay. On, on the Trello note, and I apologize, I was a little late, so you may no have worries. already, you probably already answered this, but where is the Trello link? Ah, that's a good question. In your mailbox. That's a really good question. Today, so, Robert sent uh, email. Actually, not quite. We don't make it that easy. <laughs> <laughs> so the way it works is that uh, could we make it that easy? I don't know. Maybe yeah. we could. Sometimes I'll admit. So yeah, the way it works. Uh, oh, oh, really? It was, oh, it no, it was a, me now. No, yeah. it was a post, uh, it was a post uh, in, in on Teams. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking uh, through the through the meeting because you were sharing the uh, huh. some people already <laughs> participated. So I was. <laughs> Oh, I was well, trying to rush, yes, and that's and I think really that Robert, cool. Robert posted I, it today. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> well, if he did, then that's good for us. But let me see. Um, huh? Actually, yeah, I think yeah. So um, I, I checked his post. So the way it's supposed to work is that the email that's gone out and the team's post uh, that's gone out. 
that has the link which will direct you here. Part of the Real Power BI course. And of course, if you're looking at the consultant tab, the Real Power BI is somewhere there. You can mm -hmm. also just search for stuff. You can search for like real uh, and it'll. How did that work? Oh, wow. Lots of stuff with the word real. Anyway, uh, real power BI. Let's try that. So you can find it that way. And inside the course, there's all the guidance, but there's also the application survey. And it was closed the last week. Makes sense because, yeah, the Pro Plus window is this week and next week, but now it's open. So you go in there and uh, it's a really simple survey. Uh, you just read this stuff and have a, have you reviewed the process? And it's like, yeah, I know how it works. And and then the key question is, oh, I should have talked about this at the beginning. Is like, um, I want to select a project or bring my own project. Uh, I'll talk about that. So usually most people want to select a project and then, uh, and then, uh, yeah, just some, Simple stuff was like, hey, you know, I understand this is how it's going to work and that's it. So once you complete the survey, that's when you get the Trello link. Mm. Uh, yeah, so so that's that. Let me go back and talk about this option. So folks, uh, so this is more for the continuing members. And um, we feel that everybody should participate in Real Power BI. Um, and again, you know, yesterday we were talking about selling and what's one of the key things. You can sell the heck out of something and somebody will say, oh my God, Avi, I totally agree, this is awesome. But, and that's objection, right? So we know that the number one thing that we get from continuing members is, can you guys guess? We're too busy. <laughs> and that's a good thing. We're like, yeah, I mean, man, I got five clients lined up and they want my time. I don't have time for real Power BI. Uh, thanks, but no thanks, right? So that's the, yeah, but. But what we, well, we we feel that everybody should still participate, and that really shouldn't be an excuse because we have this option of uh, I'm bringing my own project. So if you're busy, good for you. We're happy for you. That's the goal, right? Um, actually, that's not the goal, but we'll talk about that in step six: disconnecting time and money. But yeah, if you have lots of clients and stuff going on, just designate one of those as a real Power BI project and participate in this. Now, what in the world is the advantage of that? That's a great question too. Well, I think there are a few advantages. Uh, let's talk about two of them. The first is, is that, uh, um, man, I'm actually, which should I mention first? Um, okay, the first advantage is that we are all guilty of getting too close to the work in the sense that we're constantly working in our business, but it's hard to pull ourselves out of that, right? Uh, you know, pull that, pull our neck out of the sand and work on our business. And I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat, right? So Real Power BI is going to give you a little bit of that motivation, Real Power, right? So it's going to be, yeah, I'm doing what I'm already doing. I'm helping this client, but you change your lens a little bit and now you're saying, ooh, what if I do want to present it at the end of it, right? How would I do things differently, right? So it may motivate you a little bit in that direction. And again, even if it's like a 2% or a 5% change, that can still be really good. That can mean a trajectory shift, right? So that's one. And coupled with that is the other part, which is of 
energy, which is guys to, um, so, you know, um, I don't really run. Uh, I think some of the folks in our, in, in our group, um, Gavin, Gavin Sharp is a runner, I know. He's actually coming to Chicago to run a marathon. Uh, he he tra travels all over the world um, doing marathons. Um, so, um, but think about a marathon, right? Visualize a marathon. You've all seen it. I've seen it on TV. And it's always this big group big group and they have this you know big start and 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 then at the finish everybody's like crossing one by one there's a lot of cheering if you take all the people who ran a marathon and ask them to run it one by one by themselves what do you think is going to happen to the completion percentage <laughs> it'll plummet right because man there is an energy in the group so I think it's really important for continuing members to participate because you, you can be part of this energy. We're doing this as a group and uh, yeah, so the energy stuff is, it's not very tangible. Like I can't say, oh, it's gonna help you in X, Y, Z, but I believe in it. I think it's really important. So yeah, so that's a good reason to participate. You get to be part of the energy and 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 let that feed you and, serve you in magical ways. So, so right. So, so yeah, so the first part is that it gives you a little bit of a lens shift, which I think is really important. Always a good reminder. We're not just working in our business. We're working on our business. We're not just doing good work. We're telling great stories and then, Hey, we get to do this as a group. Uh, cool. With that said, um, and, and guys, usually I have time blocked after this meeting, but I have a uh, a somewhat of a hard stop today, but um, I wanted to check in with some of her uh, continuing members um, and and see if they have anything to share about Real Power BI. I don't know, words of encouragement, advice, something else that they would like to add. So folks who have been through Real Power BI in previous years. Ian, Greg, Thomas. Yeah, uh, let's see. I think I, I really liked what you said, Avi, about, you know, one, it's not the end all be all. I liked where you're going with, the, you know, kind of choose your part of the project because somebody might have, they might, they don't know what's hard and what's easy yet, right? They've probably barely experienced Power BI. They've just seen dashboards and, you know, maybe they want a dashboard, right? But like, being proactive at sort of shaping the parts of it that you're interested in that you know you can see they have passion about like and and that would be a win for them and sort of scoping it down to something that's going to be going to feel like a win for both i think is is a key right yeah. uh, as opposed to trying to fulfill all the different things that they want yeah, because that's so hard to get to definition on for me. Anyway. Love that. Love that. And yeah, and guys, you know, usually people are nice, right? So and you can you can kind of kind of guide it, right? So they may come with a list of things like, oh, right. I mean, the, the requirements and I never like working with that. And and yeah, and I ask just simple questions. Simplest is like, oh, well, this is really exciting. Like I, I give them something positive. It's like, wow, this is you got a lot planned. It's very structured. I love it. Uh, you're very, very well prepared. Um, but, and again, I have a plan of that seed. I've talked about agile. I've talked about the idea of weekly sprints. So I just say, well, which one is the most important part? And, and again, right. I, I want to sense that, 
So there is a distinction between what they want versus what they need. You heard me talk about this, so they might say, yeah, this is really important, but then you have to you, you so you are considering all three. At least I'm considering all three. So I'm considering, you know, the shining, the three shining beacon principles that I use, right? So something that's hard in the current world. So it is challenging in the current world, uh, but it's easy. I'm always looking for the easy stuff, at least in the first project. And the third is that it's important, right? So they'll say, oh yeah, this is important. But if if what they pointed at is like a monster Excel sheet, it's like, oh yeah, this we have this fifty tab Excel sheet, and it's really important that you convert this to Power BI. Guess what? I'm going to say thanks, but no thanks. Right? I'll say, huh, or I'll try to scope it down. I'll say, oh, yeah, this is great. Awesome. Love it. Um, I can see how this can help your team. Uh, 50 tabs. Which tab do you think we should start with? Right? So, yeah, I just, you know, kind of remind them. Okay, good, good, good. Um, all right, folks. So, hey, um, I do have a hard stop today, so I got to go, but I'm definitely reachable, so I'm still trying to catch up on all of that, but Teams private chat always works for me. All right, so, and you, Robert is a great resource as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, and you can book a call with him. You can send him a private chat. He's he's going to be happy to hop on a call with you if you're stuck, if you have any questions. And and again, sometimes people like hesitate a little bit. I don't want you to, like I'm, I'm here for you, but, um, well, so yeah, so Robert, I just ping any of us, or of course you can post in the chat. You can, if you have an accountability partner, you can ping with that. You can use the group. You can use accountability partners. You can use Robert or I, if you need any help. Uh, there is a lot of help around, right? You're not doing this on your own. All right. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. Take care. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thanks a lot.